Welcome back to Battlefront Southgate. I am your host, Dustin Faulkner. And currently we are working on a series called Immigration Warfare. We are on our fourth part now. And in the last one, we spoke about the communist nations, uh, Islamic nations, other nations who want to conquer other nations are using the immigration warfare of sending refugees and flooding borders. And it's not just refugees that they use. What they do is they send their people to this promise of going into these countries and then taking advantage of it and then changing it from within. And as you have seen, as countless times that Erdogan of Turkey has threatened this, to send his flood the nations of the European Union who will not bow down to what he wants to be a part of it, and he wants to, them to come under his, given to his commands. And he's threatened countless times about how he's just going to let loose the refugees. And as we know, and I have seen in all of the research, that you notice uh, he says that these are people that, you know, he's taken in and allowed that, but they're all people who basically are for him. And there are people uh, who have tendencies to want to hurt other people and they want to take advantage of the countries with their jihad. And they go into these countries and they flood and make the systems that are there as weak as they are, especially in Europe, collapse. And this has uh, been what the globalists want. They want to collapse all of the nations and then bring it into the United Nations Authority. That is what I believe is the true intent with collapsing all of the nations, is to bring it under a one-world government system. And I believe that is what the UN's purpose. But anyway, as now we're going to start looking at some things as we see how, when they send like these migrant caravans and, you know, they, they, they flood the gates as we've seen this year, especially 2019 has been a hectic year for this onslaught of socialists and the Marxists and the Islamists trying to infiltrate this border. And as we have seen, it's not Mexican nationals as the CBP, the Custom, uh, you know, and Border Patrol has outlined, they call these people OTMs, which is other than Mexican. And that means that they come from various other countries. Like uh, I spoke about how we, uh, the numbers that they were putting out, uh, about how they were down from the months previous, but still it was a large number compared to the other years. See, this has not stopped. You know, I made the comment, you know, of course, that there's very many factors that go into that, uh, not happen, you know, slowing down probably he, and then we know for a fact that because Trump, who has been masterful in what he's done with threatening the nations with tariffs, that greatly affects the trade of these countries who actually still depend on the America, the consumerism. And if you think about it, that's why Russia is in, so intent upon destroying the U.S. dollar. If you remember years ago, they were trying to collapse the dollar. They were wanting the dependence of, you know, the, 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 the petrol oil and all of that and 
how they were causing the dollar to be knocked down. And I believe that Obama was working with Putin on that. Remember that Obama himself said just wait until he was elected in uh, 2012, of course, which happened, how he knew was going to be elected. And in being a second term, he knew that he would not have to be out there trying to get a second term because we have a great system still in the, our electoral college and are still able to have our constitutional republic intact enough to uh, get people in without it being the mob rule. If you really think about this, about how he said that he was, he had the second term and he was going to be able to, uh, he, he's going to be able to force through all of his stuff. And if you remember in those years, it was, I, I almost gave up. I, in fact, I'm pretty sure I came very close. I just, at that point, I, everything that I had planned, all the, the dreams that I've had, I just kind of fell into this rut that I didn't think I could go any further and, and I just gave up. I figured it was over. And, and I know that that's a bad attitude. And I know that I'm not the only one and that there was, it just seemed hopeless until Trump came along. The Trump really lit a fire under all of us and gave us a, a, a new hope. And of course, there's, there, there is no hope other than Christ when we are able to uh, one day be in our resurrected body. But you know that it was it was hopeless here. It just felt like, man, we just we're not winning. We're not winning, and everything just seemed bad. And then Trump came along and and gave us all of that. But if you notice that he was bringing in all of these migrants, and then you know uh, you had DACA, uh, which he was able to force through and give uh, this kind of temporary so you know amnesty more or less to a bunch of uh, people who. Uh, we're changing the, the voter ranks. And we know that that's uh, what is going on here when you start bringing in all of the people from socialist countries, you know, like Venezuelans are coming over here now, who, oh, by the way, is training uh, a an organization that will get, be getting to talk uh, very soon about uh, as Antifa, you know, the communists, these, these crazy fascist adult children that have no thinking power and are, are out there just following orders of their daddy communists. Anyway, you really think about how they have gone into these communities and they've infiltrated and allowed and started changing the voting system there. We know that there is large evidence about how the votes were being illegally cast. And there was a lot of that here in Texas where that. You know, there's just people that shouldn't have been elected. And then that's why I think that Hillary Clinton's uh, popular vote, how they talked about how he, she was uh, beat Trump by the popular vote. I really think that if you eliminated a lot of that illegal voting that happened, that you would go on to see that she actually probably lost the popular vote as well. Because there's just no way around it, guys. I mean, we're sitting here looking at every rally that Trump has out there these amazing rallies, like the great one here that we had in, on October 17th here in Texas. There was people camping out, guys. The, you know, I think even two days before they were camping out and getting ready to get, because you knew you weren't getting in. And there were people who stood for hours and hours and hours. And I knew, and I was watching a lot of those people, you know, you could tell a lot of them weren't used to standing. But you cannot deny that this nation has people who are opposed to all of this and, we're, and they're tired of their country being dismantled from within. And, you know, I'm very glad that a lot of people are waking up. And that is why we're really stretching this series out and trying to get this out and, and educate people from a point that 
they need to understand they're being dismantled from within. And we need to all band together to stop all of this. And back to is that they have flooded the gates. Now, we need to understand now at this point that as they have flooded the gates, you know, and you have people here that, you know, that they want to come here and they want to take advantage of the subsidies and everything. And a lot of some of them want to work. And but they're being helped along by Volags, which are the voluntary agencies, which are making billions of dollars uh, on the uh, refugee racketeering project and organizing that they are doing, in which is funding also their globalist efforts to take all of that money and then uh, put it back in to uh, paying people to get out there and infiltrate and do more damage from destroying the country from within. But if you go in to look, and they're not talking about this in the mainstream media. And here's actually an article that will prove my point here a little bit about who are the ones that are mixed inside these floods of migrants. And you saw that in, as I've told you here, in, we were using the European countries as a, uh, an example of what's happening. And then you watch how those countries were changed from within. Now we're going to come back here to the U.S. And we're going to start showing how this is actually happening and how you have these people that are actually not Central American, that these are people coming from Asia and then these are people coming from Africa. And these people are coming from places where they are going into those communities and then changing it from within. And these are very dangerous people. Here's one that, you know, probably wasn't televised a, a whole lot. And that was back in, he just went on trial, right? And uh, this is an article that is from The Federalist, and it is called The First Illegal Border Crossing Terrorist is on trial, but don't expect the media to cover. Of course not. This guy, his name is Abdullahi Hassan Sharif. Guess where he's from? Somalia. He was somebody who had a smuggling ring where he was bringing Somalians through Brazil and Central America, and they were mixing in with a lot of these migrants and then crossing over the Mexico-California border. And then, the, you know, they claimed asylum. <clears throat> he ended up going to Canada and he, uh, he, he, and what he did when he went there is he did a vehicle ramming and stabbing rampage in 2017 in Edmonton, Alberta. And it, it injured a police officer and then it, and, and four other people. And when he was caught, he, you know, he was carrying an Islamic State flag in one of those vehicles, which he used as a weapon. Notice those won't get banned. So he's on trial there for 11 count in Canada for 11 counts of the attempted murder and the aggravated assault and dangerous driving. It just, just blows my mind. We all know that Canada, you can't even run there without having a, a platform that is socialist in itself. You have to kind of pay this lip service over there to those people in order to get votes. Even the most conservative candidate over there is running with socialist kind of platform. And it's actually very sad. And that's what you're going to see here. But he had allowed the, these Islamic, these Islamists to infiltrate the, the U.S. border. And he was helping them to smuggle into the country. And you know, they call them the special interest, the special interest aliens. And here, check this out. Here's what we do know is he allegedly had driven a vehicle into an Edmonton, Edmonton police officer outside of the Alberta's Commonwealth Stadium. And then he 
few hours later, he did show up in downtown, and then he had a U-Haul truck, and he used it to run over four more citizens. And then he was using this propaganda, and then it got overturned, and then he was arrested after this chase. But then it go it, it do it ended up emerging that this guy had smuggled through the Mexico California border on on July twelfth uh, in twenty eleven, right? And he ended up making his way up north, and then he had left some. But it, then according here's a check this out. According to reporting by Johnny Wakefield of the Edmonton Journal, Sharif left Somalia in two thousand eight and traveled through Kenya, Tanzania, Zambia, Namibia and Angola before flying to Brazil. Key. And then once he was in Brazil, Sharif worked at a chicken processing plant. That is another key thing, guys. You're seeing that happening here in Texas. These chicken process... Oh, where was it? Is it in Brownsville? I think it's in Brownsville. And it's it's run by uh, Islamists. It's, I, I believe that they pushed it through and it's Sharia compliant. And what they're doing is they're allowing this to go through. And then of course, what they're doing is they're hiring Muslims to come in there, and he worked at the, anyway. He worked at this chicken processing plant, and then he hired smugglers to help him continue to Mexico, and then he crossed over to Tijuana to the San Cedro port of entry, and then he claimed asylum. And uh, immigration judge uh, Carmine de Biolo in San Diego uh, ordered him to be deported to Somalia and didn't grant him asylum, right? Why did he... Well, what happened there? Because he was never deported uh, and no civil authority in Somalia developed enough to de- get deportees from the United States. And guys, we're coming up on a break, but I'm just going to try to run through this very quickly so we can get on with the point here. Anyway, this guy was smuggling people even when he got in and was able to go into Canada and then do this vehicle ramming thing and, you know, commit jihad. Uh, That's just one of the people that's coming through the border this way. And as we are up on a break, we'll come back, guys, and then we're going to talk more about this issue. And then we're going to delve in deeper about who's coming in with these people and what they're doing and and, and the questions that we need to be asking and what we need to be identifying. This is Dustin Fox, Battlefront South What is your name? My name is Omar Farouk. Ah, and how old are you? I'm 29 years old. And uh, do you know where you are right now? Yes, uh, I hear about uh, from this side people is in Costa Rica. So you know you're in Costa Rica? Yes, I know I'm in Costa Rica right now. How did you get this far? Yeah, we got, we got some people from other side where we're from. They said they will let us to come here. They will make way to come here. So they will help us to come here. How much did you pay for those people to help you? Yeah, that depends on them. How much they're asking, how much we have. How much did you pay? We Sometimes we pay $5, sometimes we pay $20. And all together, how did you pay? All together is around like uh, about $500. Well, how did you fly? Tell me your tell me your That's another not, not another prize. So ha- that's another prize from where, my home. Where are you from in Bangladesh? Uh, I'm from Bangladesh. My home district is uh, Feni. 
I'm from uh, Benin, okay. Bangladesh. And why did you leave? I don't have a little problem in my country. So that's why I left my country for my lifestyle. To save my life, to stay freely. That's why I left my country. Yeah. Uh, were you a member of a political party? Yes, I was do political party in my, my country. Which one? Uh, I was in LDP. Uh-huh. So my opposition party is worrying me a lot. Okay. They're always giving me problem. So I can't stay my home. So that's why I decide to leave. Welcome back. And let's go ahead and continue with this. Wait, we're talking about this terrorist that is on trial there in Canada. Apparently the first, he, he crossed the border there illegally and then he entered the country. And then apparently he made some radical comments back that they call radical. All he's doing is proclaiming uh, jihad, doing the proper thing commended to him as his uh, perfect man, Muhammad, would have done. He made some threats, apparently, talk about exterminating people. And then, anyway, he killed, he, he did all of this stuff with the car, and then uh, stabbing the people, uh, four of them. Apparently, this was interesting, as we go in the article, by, by Todd Benzman of the uh, Center for Immigration Studies, writing for The Federalist. He also outlined how this was interesting, about how Trey Gowdy, in October 2018, you know, a year ago, that he had, it before... It, it, it was uh, handed over to Democrats with the House Oversight and Reform Committee that he he requested a DHS officer inspector to in investigate that Sharif case because he said that uh, there was no comprehensive study done of, of the incident. And then they, they wanted to know, this is so key, because we watched how everything was dismantled with DHSs. We had some infiltrators there, uh, some Marxists and communists controlling that organization, and how they were the vetting the special interest aliens and then uh, checking them for potential terrorist connections, and how they were, uh, they wanted to know about how they were committing this asylum fraud and, and if they were prosecuted or not, and then they wanted to know about how many of them were released on the early bonds and such. He also cited uh, an OIG report that was in, from 2011, which was the same year that Sharif had crossed over the border. And then he did another uh, follow-up uh, 2018 report, and it showed that ICE was not screening uh, or checking any of the databases for aliens from the countries that we have a national security concern for. And it also included Somalia. And, you know, that's this so interesting. And, and I, I catch a lot of liberal flack for this and, you know, Go ahead and bring that because it doesn't bother me. When you're on to the truth, all of those people start to get mad. And then you really start to see some people who are acting like they are with you, but uh, all behind you that they're undermining you and because they're, they're cowards. And then when you catch them, they try to back out of it because they're even more cowardly. But, you know, the facts are facts. So you just keep being a coward. But the fact is, is... You see, strictly they're coming from Somalia. And as I have been talking about, Ilhan Omar, how she came from Somalia, and then you can call me racist or whatever you want to all stinking day long. And that fact is, it's nothing to do with the racism. It's because they're coming from the communist red-green axis countries, and then they're infiltrating America.
and they're infiltrating Canada and these the whole North America and they're going through these migrant caravans and it shows it right here that our own people, the Immigration and Customs Enforcement was not even doing their jobs by checking or screening these databases for these people. You see that uh, Trey Gotti said that the committee is deeply concerned the vulnerabilities existing in 2011 which allowed this individual to enter, be released and trust it through the US may still exist today. And he's absolutely right. And here's another thing, you know, that as he cites in his article, Todd does, he has an interest, as he says, that it he never was charged under terrorism uh, statutes there in Alberta, Canada, right? So what's he do? He's just charged with obviously the police officer crime, and then uh, the, by stab and then stabbing them, and then running over the people with the truck. Of course, there's a publication ban that they do. And this is something to do, like, as you've seen over the several days with the things going on uh, with the impeachment, uh, is so-called inquiry with Adam Schiff inside, uh, doing that behind closed doors. Because, see, these people are outright in front of us telling us you're not going to get to know. And they don't want us to know. Why? Because we're going to find out that these people are coming through and infiltrating the borders and they're of great concern because what do they do? They want it to dismantle the countries that they infiltrate. They want to cause terror. They want to cause us to be afraid to speak out. They want us to stay in our homes and not say anything against them. And they want to be able to go and then undermine and dismantle and destroy the rules and the laws of the countries, because that's what communists do. That's what Marxists do, is they dismantle the country. And then they take over. And then, as you can see here, that the information that we need to get to protect and serve us is for DHS and all of them to be able to go forward on the House Committee request for investigation. And we need to know, how is it that somebody like Sharif was able to go to Brazil, and then he comes to the country in 2011. He gets ordered to be deported, and then nothing ever happens to him. He just is able to end up going to Canada and then murder a bunch of people. And then also, if you look, this was another report that was put out by uh, NPR, and this is just absolutely crazy. you got to also understand that these liberal media that you need to read their publications and listen to their news. They may be spinning it a certain way, but when you know what you know and you are properly informed and educated, you can hear even though they're spinning it, they're putting the truth out there, even though they're trying to twist it in another way. And you can see that as in an article, uh, in an interview and broadcast by NPR that you can find on NPR.org, which African migrants stuck in Mexico plan to march toward U.S., and they're trying to make it look like these Africans are going through a terrible plight. And then they try to make you feel sorry for them about how the Mexicans are blocking them from being able to come over here into the U.S. and enter and then gain asylum. And what are they doing there, right? They're starting to throw fits in their, uh, there's Look at all of the video. There's uh, on RT.com. It's a Russian uh, organization, of course. but. You go and you see those countries over there about how a lot of them are going into the Spanish countries. That You see a lot of those African, those Somalian migrants. They were climbing over these fences and then they were attacking 
the the police officers and all of the people who were guarding that border just they they had uh, homemade blow torches and everything and and they overtook them and they were celebrating and they were talking about victory it's because they were sent there and what do they do it's conquering they go there they flood over and they conquer and then they were beating these people and what's happening here these African migrants are down there and saying that they are uh, they need to be able to get through and and so what what are they doing they're over there fighting with those people in Mexico guarding the border right and so they fight because they and now they're saying well we're just going to march toward the U.S. so what is that we're going to see another caravan apparently and this is uh from October 7th guys so what's going to happen they're going to march up toward here and then do you think that in any of those people that maybe that they go along with with some of this, right? That some there might be what I, I don't know what ten or so that actually really need to get asylum here, and then they're joined with these groups or they're just following along. If you got somebody that's going to fight and to get through a country's barrier so that they can go and reach another, the shores and the borders of a, another country, and they're telling you that they're going to march there anyway. That's outright declaration of war. They're marching upon us. Of course, you know, and you, NPR makes that look like, well, they need to do that and because they're just not being able to come over here and claim asylum. Even though we've made Mexico to start causing these people to uh, claim asylum there, right, before they reach coming over here. So it's also interesting, as you see, that those people are going to flood the gates here in the U.S. And then you know that there are people there you know, from those African countries who don't exactly have mm, the best interests of the United States or any country for that matter that they march through. They're going to uh, definitely probably uh, use the resources that, you know, other the country puts together for, you know, the needy. Uh, and you know that you're going to have these volags that are going to help them to go through, uh, you know, the council, the the Catholic Council of, of Bishops in the U.S. And, and how they're using the money and the Lutheran services, all of those groups. Then you have the Assembly of God Ministries, who's headed by Wood. And, you know, most of his people are uh, illegal immigrants, uh, likely, because uh, most of his, most of that whole denomination has been filled with a bunch of those people from over there. And they go here with their char charismatic theology. And, you know, not that I have such a, a problem with that. I have some disagreements, of course, with the, the charismatic theology. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, that's the coffer right there. So, of course, he's going to be, as he was doing things with the uh, National Association of Evangelicals, and then he was also uh, getting on there. You know, this is the same guy that has to be in unity with the Pope. So it should just say everything with that guy, but... You look how they're changing that stuff from within and how these uh, evangelicals and other people are housing them. Here's another report as we move on. It's on townhall.com. What Americans need to know about uh, why Africans are protesting and fighting the Mexican troops. And then it says it right here by, uh, by Todd Benzman again. And he said that more than 1,000 African migrants are battling with the Mexican National Guard and not police. Not police in the streets of southern Mexico. And, you know, you've seen all of these reporters, the media, going over there and then making it like there's a plight of these people. But there's, why are they doing this? And, and that is 
Now, as he outlined there, and, and I believe this is true, and this is a fact, that uh, there's a wave of the Central Americans that are crossing over the southern border because it's <clears throat> they want to get here and then cause the border to crash upon itself. And then so what happens is the border is no longer secure at that point. And then also it makes it a really good propaganda for them when they get here and then it fails that they weren't able to enter. So they can sit there and then make it look like the the country's being unfair. They make it look like we don't care and that we are going to not, that we're not allowing refugees in, which is the thing that they're using. And this is what the, the liberals and the Democrats and the socialists, the Marxists, all of these people they're using is they're using that as a thing, trying to compare it to when, and this is a true fact that the U.S. when it denied the Jews. Do you really think those guys care anything about the Jews? Of course not. They, they get to this border here, and then they, it, it causes it to fail. They're able to continue their narrative of the unkind United States and how they need to take down the border security and allow people to start coming in. And there's an interview that I saw that Todd Benson did. Uh, you can get that on YouTube where he is talking about, uh, he, he talks, and this is, this is really key, is it's from, he's talking to a Bangladesh immigrant, right? And we all know that the Bangladesh is a country of concern full of Islamists who adhere to Quranic commands to commit jihad, and they're very violent people. And then you listen in that video in that interview about how he's he, he automatically gets defensive when Todd asks him about the view of the country he hails from. He keeps on you could it looks in his face that he's he, he starts denying immediately, oh well we're not like that. We're not like that. But the fact remains is the evidence shows that they are. If you look, there was a bunch of those people who are getting inside of these migrants, these caravans. This was the guy who was in that caravan uh, during that point in time. So what are they doing? They're getting involved with the flood of these migrants, and then they get through, and they're illegally crossing. The guy, he asks him about if he's going to uh, claim asylum, and then what does he say? Well, I don't know until I get there. He knows what he's going to do, and he knows that it's it's no secret because of these American and these other international reporters are going over there and they see that, that it's get here and you claim asylum. And we are upon another break here, guys. Uh, we're going to keep going with this and we're going to delve more deeply into this and about how these people are coming over and who's coming over, what they're doing. We're going to go back and look at some of the things that happened with September 11th. And then we're going to use that and show more examples of how the immigration system legally and illegally was used against us. This is Battlefront South. Did you, where are you going? Let's see how far we can go and where we feel safe. What's your final destination? Still, I didn't decide my final destination. But let's see where I can stay safely and all these legal documents. Would you go to the United States? If I see, if I stay safely over there, then definitely I will decide to stay there. 
There's a lot of problems in your country with Islamists. No, that is not a problem. ISIS, no, ISIS, no, no, no Al Qaeda. No, 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 that is not such a good, uh, such a true story. That is nothing problem with that, all these things. But there's a big, big attacks in Bangladesh all the time this year. But uh, only, only problem is only political problem. All this uh, racing, releasing, that's uh, nothing problem with that, with that. But only things problem is political problem. Do you think it's possible that some of the bad guys could make this same trip? I didn't find somebody like this. Could they? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. What do you think the Americans might think about these people coming in? I hear about this kind of a story. They are very good people. They let them to safe, stay there. They help them. They let them to stay there. They are very good people. Yeah, very good people. I hear that. And we are back. As we were saying earlier about the African migrants are fighting against the Mexican National Guard down there at the southern part of their border because they're saying that they're going to march forward to the United States. So, again, we have a problem here because you know that a lot of the people that are coming in with those migrants do not have the best interests of the United States. And then you will see that, you know, a lot of them that are from the uh, the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I saw this one lady on this one video where she was complaining about how she wasn't able to get into the United States and she was throwing this massive fit, dra dragging her children along, you know, talking about how they were mistreated by their government. And, and it always seems like they're these dramatic people and you hear about their plot. It's, it's almost as if they rehearsed this. The, and, and you know what? There's also many reports that they, they are rehearsing this, and they are teaching these people how to act dramatically. That if you go to, and I, I mention this a lot, because Lauren Southern's documentary, Borderless, showed a lot of that, how she was talking to this one girl from, I can't remember the island, and she was talking about how they get these people, you know, she's like one of the Volags, of course, and they get these people and they teach them how to lie. They teach them the things that say, when they are asked and they're stopped at the borders uh, over there in Europe, the Greece border, I believe it was, they were trying to infiltrate. I think that she was uh, from an island that was largely Roman Catholic. They were taking these people in and then they were telling them what to say, giving them the cues on how to cry and how when they're interviewed by reporters to say what they are doing and to not say certain things that would give away their true religion or or whatever. Their true purposes they've been, and you would see that also in that interview that Todd did with the Bangladeshi guy who was 29 years old and how they know that when they get here that they could say these things and that the media is going to rush to their aid and start spreading their narrative because, you know, they're all globalists and open borders. What does the Marxists do? They use the media as a propaganda machine. And we've largely seen that over all of this time. And, you know, you notice that we are all cut out even uh, in our independent media. And it makes it harder for us to get our message out and harder for us to be able to reach people with the information that is needed. But you got to continually say that and you got to continually talk about the issues and you got to be able to show the proof. I have hours and hours and hours of research and I print off a lot of this paperwork 
And I do it because I like to keep that stuff on file so I can grab it when I'm talking to you here on the program or if I'm talking to anybody online that maybe it's right there at my disposal. And you know what? You're also when you're doing writing and you're getting prepared to do these things and talk about it, you, you need your reference material and you need to be able to show people, well, it's not me saying it. Here's why. And that's why you hear me mention a lot of times the articles and the places that I go to, like the Center for Immigration Studies and then the Center for Security Policy, the Federalist, many great organizations that even if you do go to the propaganda sites like CNN, which is largely just a completely unreliable now, you just pretty much have to go somewhere else like NPR or or some other liberal organization to find what they're saying and doing. And then you, you could take it from there and go into the reliable information systems such as Center for Immigration Studies or Front Page Mag or Breitbart, all of those great news organizations that have reporters on the ground and are gathering the information right before you and trying to deliver to you. What we want to talk about here is you see that people who legally migrate, like there was, I said this about a case about, as you look into the case of when Kayla Gomez was murdered and thrown into a well by uh, Zavala, how he was in that family and they harbored him pretty much. Uh, I haven't looked much into that case now after he was pretty much given a pass due to our liberal court system. But you look at that and you see that those communities come here. Now, there are some great legal uh, migrants that are opposed to illegal immigration. They're just as concerned as you and I about this. But you also got to think that you get these groups that are put into the communities. They come here with socialist ideologies. They're not here to be a great benefit to the country. Once they start getting on the social programs and they're taught to do this, then you already know that those people aren't going to be productive for the U.S. at all. So what do they do as they get into these communities? And what do you think they're going to support? Of course, they're going to support things like DACA. And then they're going to support any of these people who cross illegally. They're getting their families to do that, right? And that was another thing about that Todd Benzman made a good point about the African migrants. When the media goes there and then rush to the border and then they show that these people need to be brought in and then start breaking down the barriers. And of course, you know, that's when we start having some problems with like the Bangladeshis that are there, the de people from the uh, Democratic Republic of Congo. They need, we need to start looking into these people more. And that was another thing about the Trump. If you really think about how Trump with the so-called Muslim ban that's been ongoing and they're still talking about that, still trying to cause a problem about that, that he's absolutely right how we need to be vetting these people. You know that these communities that have gone in here and then they've overpopulated the areas, they start to bring into their own systems what they want inside of those communities and they change it when in the laws or they just outright don't obey the law. And they start harboring their own illegal immigrants and then it's, it's flooded, just completely flooded. What happens is you no longer have the majority of citizens who are able to make a stand against anything and certain things begin to pass. But then you take a look at the legal side of this, how we're bringing in uh, foreign students and then we're educating them, you know, with our money in some of the cases or because these terrible, greedy, higher learning facilities know that those people's countries are going to pay for it. And so what happens is 
these people are being trained in the STEM uh, programs, and we don't even have our own citizens being trained in that. And so what happens? They start getting these H-1B visas. You start getting all of these people who are ideologically opposed to the United States. They're here. They get educated by us. Then they get hired by us. And then what happens? They start to bring in more of their stuff, and it begins to overpopulate us to where we're outnumbered. Then they're paid higher wages because they have a lot of education that was largely paid by their governments or by subsidies here. And then we start to say, well, we don't have any of our people here who are adequately trained to have these jobs. What happens is you get a lot of the people who are automatically opposed to the United States and they're going to start pushing in through their agendas. And I think that's a lot of the problems that we start to have with, uh, we have problems with things like Twitter and the Silicon Valley, how those have uh, are hiring a bunch of foreign workers who are uh, educated very well. And then they are able to start shutting us down because they hold the jobs. And then they also have the education to where they are able to start businesses and then they uh, start controlling everything. So what happens is you've brought in and imported a bunch of workers who are going to be for open borders because in their countries, they don't have borders themselves. And they have a lot of Marxist and socialist principles from these countries, just like China. Like you, then you get these people over here who are being able allowed to come here in, on those worker programs. And then they start to steal our information like China. And that's why you had pause with Huawei and all of the other systems where they were taken, you know, because we're in a battle for the 5G, right? And you know that if whoever controls that 5G at that point, what pretty much controls the world at, at, at that point, you know, because everything's going to be hooked to it. You won't even be able to take showers and stuff, guys. I mean, you, the technology that we will have with 5G is just incredible. It's destroying our national security by that legal immigration. Then you really think about how we bring people who uh, claim asylum like Gulen. Now, you think about Gulen for a second here. He was able to come here and claim asylum, and he's a terrorist. He's an outright terrorist, and he's sitting there safely. He uses the government programs to start using charter schools. And what do these charter schools do? In the name of being independent and educated, prop, educating your children in the things that are attract, attractive in, in the STEM areas, he is also using it where they are indoctrinating the students. And, you know, a lot of this stuff has been shown that people have started to become more aware of this issue. But look what he's done with his Gulen movement, that he was able to come here. You get a bunch of people that go into these schools and they start teaching them to recite the Shahada. And then they start teaching them how Islam is what needs to be the true ruling class of the United States. And then they take them over there to Turkey where they were going and then further ensuring that they would be able to get more places in the government, undercutting national security, changing and dismantling you from within by training your kids. And that's a very, very troubling issue. We start hearing about all of this despair. We start feeling sorry for all of the people that or at the border, you know, as we haven't even really begun to even talk about deeply, but people like Russell Moore, you have the National Association of Evangelicals. The Evangelical Immigration Table is run by George Soros, and then you have a lot of those that are joining with that. 
Beth Moore's been known to sign statements against Trump. She's a problem herself. But then you also have other people like Joanne Lyons, who does this stupid, uh, I believe her organization is the World Hope, uh, social justice. And she wants to flood the nation with these illegal immigrants because she's a globalist. She's somebody who makes money off of that organization, going to these various countries and setting up these extremely wealthy uh, businesses. And then, you know, she benefits, uh, has undermined Canada. She has undermined any of the other countries. And then you have these liberal media people putting her on there, lecturing Trump. And like these people are the ones who, who stand for the evangelical Protestants here in the United States, when largely most of us are opposing that. But are we anymore? You've heard much of the research that shows that our own youth under 30 years old, they pretty much hate us. And they don't believe that we deserve the things that we have. And then if you're if you're a property owner, they think that that should be taken away from you. And where does that come from? It comes from the covetousness of the Marxists who have infiltrated through the open borders. They have infiltrated through the what well, we need to be reforming with uh, our legal immigration system. And then to quit flooding uh, our shores with people from countries that don't like us and then start educating our own people. We, But that's all been in the public school system that dumbs them down, that causes them to not be able to want to move on to a higher learning or to start businesses or anything. We've been made lazily and not able to think. We are approaching the end of the program and, you know, we got some more to talk about here. We need to talk more about how they're infiltrating the, the school system and about how You've got people up there in uh, Illinois that have uh, are sitting on school boards now that are teaching them how to be for Sharia. And these are the problems. And, and I know that you hear me talking a lot about the Islam and all this, because that's the thing that's at the forefront. And that's what's going around to conquer this nation. And if we let something like that and the Islamists win because we of our open border policies in our government who is more and more uh, getting elected officials in there that agree with this stuff that are just outright basically claiming now it's time to dismantle the United States. And then even in some kind of stupid impeachment inquiry, they're controlling everything, hiding behind closed doors. It's ridiculous. And as we get to the end of the program here, we want you to know that you do at times need to be talking to people and being kind to them when you need to, but not being stupid. And there's nothing wrong with you getting out there and showing your guts and your courage that you're just not going to lay down and take it anymore. There's nothing wrong with you shouting opposition, but they're trying to convince you of that. And there's nothing wrong with getting your kids by the collar and telling them this is not how things should be. We're going to show you what the truth is. And for those of you who are teaching your kids the opposite of that, you don't deserve to be here, but we'll let you be here. Because in your opposition, hopefully we can reach your children. And I hope that you will stop supporting these efforts. I know that you guys are smart, but it's time to be discerning and smart. This has been Dustin Faulkner with Battlefront Southgate, and it has been my pleasure talking with you on 
the Immigration Warfare series. Southgate, out.